Welcome to r slash malicious compliance, where OP tricks a toxic doctor into firing himself. Our next Reddit post is from Little Was Known. This is a story of how hate blinds you. I work in radiology. About 15 years ago, I was working with an x-ray technician called Smith. Now, Smith had recently received two official warnings, one for abusing the boss and one for abusing me. Smith was told to change their attitude and behave. But instead, Smith went on an endless path of revenge. It felt like I was dying a death by a thousand cuts. It was nothing terrible, just lots of little things that I knew Smith had done but couldn't prove it. One Monday morning, one of the doctors came over to complain about how poor the x-ray image quality was a couple of nights ago. Smith goes over to the roster board and sees my name corresponding to that shift. Smith charges into the boss's office demanding a full complaint process. He says that since clearly the boss and I have it out for him, HR should independently investigate the complaint. The boss tries to talk Smith out of it, but Smith basically says that they don't trust the boss to deal with me fairly. The boss tells Smith that he'll hand it over to HR, but to be careful what you ask for. Apparently, Smith was quite thrilled because he thought that he finally got me. Two days later, I had been interviewed by two HR guys and an independent chief radiographer from another hospital. We go through each of the images, and I agree, the work is really poor quality. It's clear that whoever did these x-rays didn't look very carefully at the paperwork. The HR guys finally ask me why I did such poor work. I reply, I didn't, and if you bothered to look on the online pay system, you'd know that I called in sick that day. In fact, it was Smith who had covered my shift that day. They looked stunned. I reminded them that since they had investigated me, I now expected them to investigate Smith. I also lodged an official complaint about Smith's false allegation. Apparently, Smith tried to stick to the roster, but HR showed Smith their payslip, plus that he had signed off on all the images. While HR was trying to decide whether or not to fire Smith, he had two more incidents at work and was eventually fired. Later in an edit, OP clarified that when the boss said, be careful what you wish for, yes, he did know that Smith worked that day, so he was basically just giving him more rope to hang himself with. You know, like, another layer of, like, suckiness to this story is that radiology is one of the few types of medicine that actually causes harm to the patient. Because any amount of radiology, even a split microsecond of radiology, causes harm to the patient. So a radiologist who makes bad x-rays is kind of like a surgeon who makes unnecessary cuts to the patient. So Dr. Smith was worse than incompetent. He was actually dangerous. Our next Reddit post is from ItCoop. After onboarding a new job, I was told that I could hire an assistant. The HR director, Kelly, handed me a stack of resumes, told me about a friend's daughter, and bumped Kat to the top of my interview list. Kat passed the tech test with high scores and interviewed well, so I hired her. Kat showed up to work on time, had a good attitude, performed well on assignments, and was generally a pleasant person all around. After her probation, Kat was excited to tell me that her last raise was enough to get an apartment with her boyfriend. It was a couple of months after Kat's raise that I started to notice Kelly spending a ton of time talking to Kat. The conversation sounded personal and cordial, and Kelly was friends with Kat's mom, so I didn't think much about it, until one day, Kelly barges into my office. 
Did you know that Kat moved into an apartment with her boyfriend? I said, uh, I might have heard something about that. Well, Kat is pregnant and her mom is devastated. Then, Kelly proceeds to fill me in on all the details of Kat's personal life. Feeling uncomfortable, I interrupted her, acting like I had a lot going on. I said, this isn't really any of my business. If there's something related to Kat's performance that we need to discuss, please fill me in. But as for me, Kat's doing a great job. A few months pass. Kat's baby bump is starting to show. Once again, Kelly is in my office. Kat is not in compliance with the dress code. At the last staff meeting, Kelly handed out a dress code policy with a collage of various women's shoes, dresses, and suits, which she presumably cut from fashion magazines to assist us in determining what was acceptable and what wasn't. I picked up one of these collages and studied it reluctantly. Is Kat wearing something that she's not allowed to? I asked as I began to spread the clip art around my desk. She isn't wearing maternity clothes, Kelly said as she points to the bullet about maternity clothes in the policy. Well, the policy clearly says that maternity wear is allowed, and Kat is clearly pregnant and she's wearing clothes, so... You know what I mean when I say maternity clothes. Clothes from a maternity store. I told Kelly that I would talk to Kat, which I did. Kat filled me in that there was some drama with her mom not liking her boyfriend, that Kelly's involved, etc. I just told Kat to read the policy and be sure that she complies, and no matter what, to trust me, I had her back. The next day, Kelly is in my office telling me that, once again, Kelly is not in compliance with the dress code. At this point, Kelly knows that I'm getting frustrated. Okay, I'll talk to her again. This time, I want you present, because I'm going to give her a formal warning and assign remedial training. I bring Kat into my office with Kelly present, and formally read off my prepared statement, making it clear that this will go into her permanent file. Kat, you were given a verbal warning yesterday to comply with the dress code. Because it's not clear to me what is or isn't a violation of this policy, you are to report to the HR office 10 minutes early every morning for the next two weeks for dress code inspection. Report to me if HR finds your dress unfit. If you're found to be in violation of this policy and you're unable to correct your dress before the start of the workday, your employment will be terminated. By the time I'm finished, Kat is tearing up and Kelly is staring at the floor, speechless. I dismiss Kat. I said, I hope this is the last I hear about this because if I do, I'll fire her. Kelly, speechless, walks out of my office. I told Kat not to worry about any of this. We had Kelly exactly where we wanted her. So, for a week, Kat reported to me that her clothes were fine as per HR's inspection. At the beginning of the second week, Kat was chuckling. Kelly told me that I look very nice today. Attitudes began to change, and everyone was smiling. I got called into the office of our CEO, Jim. He tried to keep a straight face as he recited what he heard was going on and asked me to cut the remedial training short because it was embarrassing the HR staff. Straight-faced, I said, Well, Jim, if I stopped the remedial training, I'd have to fire Kat. Company policy clearly states that failure to complete a formal remediation plan is immediate termination. It's very clear. There's zero tolerance. Jim said, you can't fire a pregnant woman for what she wears. I'm asking. No, I'm telling you to stop. Stop following company policy? Laughing, Jim concedes. Okay, I'm rescinding that ridiculous dress code policy effective immediately.
You know, when I was reading this, at first I thought that OP was being kind of a hard ass, but like, as I thought about it, it's actually really genius. Because from the corporate angle, they have to rescind the policy because if she gets fired for wearing maternity clothes, then she'll sue the company. But then also, if Kelly gets her best friend's daughter fired because she's meddling in her affairs, then Kelly's friend is going to be super pissed off at her. So that got Kelly off of Kat's case. <laughs> Down in the comments, Jahan Gonzalez says it best. I want you to slap her. Do it. Slap her? I've got a gun. I'll shoot her. No, wait, don't. Our next Reddit post is from Alex Ann. I'm a 17-year-old girl, and I'm a waitress-slash-server-slash-cashier at a semi-local Italian chain. I recently had to take a month off work for health reasons since I was in the emergency room and then had to spend time in inpatient care. While I was away, there were huge changes at my job, including new managers and two new employees. Yesterday, I met the new girl for the first time. It was her third day and she was still in training. She's my age and a complete sweetheart. And as the dining room slowly became more and more packed, we made a great team. She got to practice working with the computers and talking to customers while I took down the orders and showed her how everything worked. It was her first time properly serving there, and she did really great considering that. The other two people who were working was a manager and one other hourly employee. I was running between the dining room and the counters to try to keep up. It got to the point where my manager and friend were bundled up complaining about how cold it was while I was flushed with my coat off covered in sweat. I cleaned myself off when dealing with the food, of course. The manager and her friend were sitting down together, alternating between scrolling on their phones and talking, only getting up to answer the phone after they've rung five plus times and having people wait at the counter to be helped for like 10 minutes. It was massively irritating, but I didn't have the time or the energy to confront them. Well, about halfway through my shift, my manager told me that I can't just go in between the dining room and the counter, and if I didn't pick one or the other, she'd withhold my tips for both. Since you're not fully invested in either. Ouch. Even though technically she gave me a choice, what she really meant was that I was stuck on the counter while the new girl was stuck working the floor. There was nothing I could really do, so I just stayed at the counter, though that was pretty slammed in and of itself, and I really, really could have used my two coworkers who were screwing around on their phones. I didn't have time to answer phone calls, pack up orders, check people out, and take to-go orders all at once, and I had one particularly angry woman call me a lazy B-word for leaving her on hold for about two minutes. While I was doing all this, the new girl was stuck with a packed dining room and no help. About 20 minutes later, my manager approached me looking both angry and sheepish. Basically, the trainee had messed up and charged the wrong orders to the wrong cards, and she needed help. Though the way my manager phrased it was, You know, you don't have to stay on the counter the whole time. That's not what I meant. I looked over, and I could see the manager's friends still on her phone, and the manager herself still had AirPods on, and a show was playing on her phone screen. I responded in my sweetest, most respectful voice. I'm sorry, but since we only get paid $10 an hour, my tips are too vital for me to forfeit them, so I'm gonna stay put. My manager was floored, and instead of helping me or the new girl, she just waddled back to her seat and resumed her show. Of course, I ended up checking in with a trainee and asked if she needed my help and if the mistake was sorted out. 
She said that she had things back under control and a lot of people in the restaurant were heading out, which was great because the counter was still slammed. The kicker? Apparently, this morning, a customer called in to complain that the blonde girl, me, and the girl with the braids, the trainee, were so busy that they were sweating, while the two other women, the manager and her buddy, were sitting on their phones. I wish I could have seen my manager's face when she heard about that complaint. Cool story, OP, but you should probably know that stealing tips is 100% illegal in America. They can't withhold your tips, they can't take a portion of your tips, they can't do anything to your tips. Your tips are your money, and if you report it, they will get in trouble. Our next Reddit post is from Dance Like It's Ouchie. Many years ago, I had some hospitality tickets for Formula One at Silverstone. I decided to get some binoculars to take with me, so I go to the local Jessup's and talk to a very nice sales lady. She seemed genuinely excited at the idea of going to Formula One at Silverstone, so she suggested some binoculars and I got my wallet out. At this point, some sales guy comes bounding over, pushes the sales lady out of the way, grabs the binoculars that I was going to buy from her, and asks what I'm thinking of using them for. He barely let me answer before he grabbed another pair of binoculars that me and the sales lady had already ruled out because they were like twice as expensive. I was mildly irritated at this point because I was enjoying chatting with the sales lady. I listed some of the reasons why the sales lady said they weren't a good fit. The sales guy rolls his eyes, says that she's just a trainee, and the expensive ones are the ones that I really want. Eventually, it takes a stern no to stop him trying to upsell me. At this point, I really just wanted to walk out of the shop, but I suffer from the occasionally debilitating condition of being English, and that kind of embarrassment is just too much to take. Instead, I'll buy a pair of binoculars and then go home fantasizing about all the cool things that I should have said. So, with my credit card in hand, I'm just about to pay for them, and he asks about whether I want insurance. I said, no, just the binoculars, thanks. You really should have insurance. They're very delicate. It doesn't take much to knock a lens out of alignment. No, it's fine. Just the binoculars, please. You probably shouldn't buy them without the insurance. Finally given a way out, I nod and agree, and he runs out the back to get the paperwork for the insurance. He comes back and asks me for my name for the insurance. Oh no, sorry, I was agreeing with you that I shouldn't buy them, not if they're that delicate. I'm quite clumsy, so I would definitely break them. Then he tried to backtrack on some of the ones the sales lady had suggested, saying they would actually be perfect for me. I reminded him that he said they weren't very good. Then I thanked him for helping me see that I really didn't need to spend all that money on binoculars and walked out. Man, what do you think the odds are that immediately after this, the sales guy blamed the sales lady for messing up his sale? That was r slash malicious compliance. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.